Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Mark McGee to discuss the Cylons opening attack from the pilot episode of the original Battlestar Galactica. We're on our way to the battle. Hello Mark. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm very fine. Thank you. I'm very fine. Yes. Right. Mark, first question for you. How far do you and Battlestar Galactica go back? All the way back to 1978. You were there, were you? Absolutely. It changed my life. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I was just about to say, oh, same, same here, but I, I wouldn't say it changed my life. Um, <laughs> so I'm guessing you were like me. You, you, you know, we'd seen we, we'd seen Star Wars. We got all yep. fired up for you know action-packed science fiction adventures. And did you um, see like I did um, the photos for it uh, before it came out in like Starlog and Starburst? No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I was at primary school when this came out, so. Ah. It kind of, I don't know, it, it, it inspired me <laughs> in a way that perhaps Star Wars didn't as much. Okay. It's a, it's a bit weird because obviously Star Wars was, is a massive sort of influential film. This one, even though, you know, you could argue there are some things <laughs> wrong with it <laughs> to, to a degree. It just, I don't know, some of the ideas in there, the look and feel of it, it, it really sort of had quite a large effect on some of the directions I went with things that I was doing at the time. So, oh, right. So you would say it, it, it definitely had more of an impact on you than star Wars. Um, for the period when it was on. Yes. I think a lot of it because it was also then on every week, wasn't it? Mm, mm, yeah. You know, so you've got more of a hit of it and you got more involved with people than the three, three or four years, however long it was between the star Wars films. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I get what you're saying, but, I, I I was the same. Yeah, we had a weekly fix of, of science fiction that was far, you know, bigger than what we were getting on Doctor Who at the yeah. time. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I liked the, the technical side of it. I liked the special effects side of it. I, I, I disagree about the characters and that and, and you know, the the plot or the, the background. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I was just watching it for the special effects. Uh, yeah, I mean the the effects at the time for the time that were just sort of blew your mind away. Uh, I <laughs> I have a confession to make that I did win a uh, essay writing contest at primary school, uh, which was a direct rip off of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Should you be saying this? Um... <laughs> I, I apologise to my English teacher at primary school about I, I, that the massive plagiarism that was going on. I think that. the chances of your English teacher listening to this that that they're pretty slight, aren't they? Yeah, I think well, you're I all right, have, Mark. I did have a twist. It, it was a um, Galactica starship called the Battlestar. There you go. That was my <laughs> twist. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, dear what me. a talent the, li- the little you had, eh? Yeah, oh, but yeah. I agree with you with the effects side of it. I mean, for the time, that was fantastic. That was that was Star Wars level stuff mm. every week. Right. Talking about the special effects, um, this is from the pilot episode um, and obviously is a special effects uh, segment. So let's go ahead and have the clip. Well, look at that. What is it? Flash. Warbuck says a Cylon tanker. She kind of reads the safety. Hello, I have a funny feeling about this. Well, we gave a look. There's the other ship tucked in nice and neat. I wonder what she's doing. So we start with uh, Apollo and Zack in their Vipers. They've gone out to check um, check out two unknown blips. Um, right at the off, Mark, yeah. the Viper design. Um, do you think this is an X-Wing ripoff? Well, you kind of get that feeling. But again, it's still, it's quite unique. Hmm. You know, the, the, the triangular shapes for it. Um, the way the way they you know, kick turbo in, it's yeah. fantastic. You know, fantastic. Um, yeah, you can see some some of it in like the cockpit. Um, the fact that it's a small compact ship, but I don't know. It's almost like uh, like a dragster. Yeah, if you know what I mean, rather than a jet fighter. But I think you know uh, George Lucas. You know, it, it, it's quite well known that he was uh, a hot rod fan. And right. people have said, you know, the X-Wing is similar to a, a dragster where you've got this long, yeah. elongated nose, you know, and mm. then the cockpit behind it. And the Viper certainly does have that. And also yeah. it, it, it's got two wings which drop down, at you, you know, like a 45 degree angle. All it needs is two up it, uh, above <laughs> it going up. And you've got an X-Wing. Yeah. So you've got the bottom wings of an X-Wing, I guess. You've got the long nose of X-Wing. Like you say, the cockpit shape is, is mm. very similar. If that had been like a bubble affair maybe it wouldn't have uh, caught too much attention. But I think for me, the, 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 the main similarity between the Vipers and the X-Wing, it's the color scheme oh, where, yeah. where you've got a whitey gray color with red stripes. I think maybe if they hadn't put red stripes on them, you know, maybe, uh, maybe uh, yeah. yeah. But, but also for me that when you sort of look at them, even now they are still very well designed hmm. as, as, as a craft. Never mind as a model, but as an actual craft itself, you yeah. can imagine that actually being a fighter spaceship with the position of the guns. The guns were logical. Yeah, the whole a, the, the whole ship is logical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think we'll probably come back to it later, but that, that's a theme across the board. Mm. I think with this, one of the reasons why I really liked it. Okay. Right, well, the, the, the Vipers, they they fly through the mist and they find um, a Cylon tanker. 
there, don't they? Um, I love this design. I love the design of the Cylon tanker. I wish we'd seen yeah. more of them because um, you don't really see it in its entirety. You don't have a really a clear shot because a lot of it is just seen through the cockpit window. But that is a lovely design. Yeah, and, and it kind of makes sense because it ties in almost with the design sort of, of the fighters and everything else we see of the Cylons as well. Mm, mm. Anyway, they go around the, the back of that and then you see uh, all the Cylon Raiders there. Mm. This, I mean, I don't know where you stand on it, but I prefer the, the Cylon Raiders over the, the Vipers any day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always been that sort of person that liked the bad guys designs because they always seem to have the best looking stuff. You've stole my line. This was the next <laughs> thing I was. I've got this in my show notes. <laughs> how many? And I was going to say, how many times in film or TV shows yeah. do the bad guys have the cooler oh, ships all every the time. time? Every single time. They just yeah. they just look fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why this is. Why is this? You know, uh, perhaps they just have more money. Uh, yeah, well, a, you know, a better design studio. When we're talking about with Star Galactica and Star Wars, that's definitely the case, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the good guys are on the run, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, so we see the Cylon Raiders. Uh, a chase ensues. Now, we're we're going to get onto this more during this sequence, but there are bits in it I like, and there are bits of it I don't like. Yeah. Uh, and and that's going to have to be reflected in my rating at the end. The first thing that I don't like is the what I think are quite bad um, sound effects for the lasers. Right. There's just something about them. Um, they just, cheap's not the right word. They just, they they don't have any oomph to them. They sound like they're just, you know, they're just not memorable, com- especially compared to the Star Wars ones. You hear a Star Wars blaster or an X-Wing firing and then have this, and it's all very... TV, yeah, it's it's very TV, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but again, I think kudos to them to having different sounds for the different ships, because even even given their quality, the Cylon uh, sound effect is is deeper, mm. more more sort of machine machiney, if that's a word, <laughs> if that makes sense. It sounds more like a sort of a, a heavier torpedo shot than the Vipers that sound a bit weak. When, when they shoot. But I, I agree with you. They are perhaps not the best quality sound. Machiney. <laughs> You've just invented a new word. Your English teacher would be proud of you now. Bless. I, I hope they are listening now. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, sound effects. Um, You were saying about when they, what is it when the Vipers, you know, they, they, they speed up? Oh, kick, yeah, going to turbo. Turbo. Yeah. I, again, I don't like that, that flame effect. <laughs> well, it's almost sort of um, old school Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon-y stuff, isn't it? It's just basically switch on the smoke machine. Yeah, and and then <laughs> and, the, the, and off we go. And it looks like there's a bit of wind making it move a bit as well. You know, yeah. it's like oof. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and also, I, I, I mean, again, we, we've come up with this uh, point time and time again on this show. Is it's not really fair to judge something when you're watching it in HD on a big screen because that's not how it was intended to ever be viewed. Having said that, I'm going to contradict myself because, of course, this had a theatrical release. Yes, and I saw it in a cinema. 
Yeah, we should have talked about this at the beginning. I saw it in the cinema and I, and, and I went so excited because yeah. we've got more big science fiction. Um, and it was things like this that I, I, I felt a bit let down by, you know? Yeah, because it didn't quite get up to that level of something like Star Wars, which is, you know, obviously at this stage is the benchmark, isn't it? Yeah, and and unfortunately, I mean, you know, I can remember in the cinema and, and now watching it on, on, on the big telly here, um, that some of the video co- compositing, it's just not that good, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, I, I probably use a different word, but <laughs> yes, it's, it's not that good. <laughs> in a couple of episodes time, uh, we're going to uh, address this when we're talking about uh, a 70s Doctor Who that really, you know, film all on video or all on film, but don't mix the two because it's jarring when you go from the quality of 35 millimeter film to video you know yeah and uh yeah some of the compositing yeah it doesn't look too good um the other thing i wanted to say the graphics on the screen of the vipers yeah. i like the graphics they're that they're all okay you know um they're up there with the, the graphics you see in star wars in the you know in in the x-wing cockpits uh, i absolutely haven't got a problem with that but it's very apparent that they are very uh 1970s tv monitors yeah. yeah, there's been no, there's been no attempt to actually, I don't know, I don't know what you could have done. I maybe put a different fascia on it, but they're trying to make it real world. All the buttons and and switches are very Ooh. 1970s as well, aren't they? Well, well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff where they they cut to the cut to the cockpit um, dashboard, if you like, and you've got the the ball for pitching your mm. uh, the 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 joystick makes sense. You know, it's got turbo written on it. Um, I did hear a rumor that uh, there's another button on there, which someone just put on for a joke, but I'm not even sure whether that's true or not. The label on it is like an in-joke or something. All right. But that that's just a rumor, and I don't know if that's true or not, and I'd be interested to hear if anybody else knows anything about that. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely taken inspiration for, you know, fighter cockpits of the time. Yeah. You know, which is fair enough. You're having dogfights in space. I mean, you know, that's where they're getting their inspiration from. But again, you know, older eyes now. We're in the 21st century, and you're looking back, and yeah, it it it's a bit jarring, I think. Yeah, and you know, you start looking at at it. You know, I mean, we we both we both do a bit of modelling, so we've obviously both had a look at these things in far more detail than perhaps, like you say, they ever dreamt anyone would do mm. <laughs> at the time. And there, there's suddenly all sorts of questions about why is there a vent in the front? Why why is there big <laughs> holes in the engines? Yeah, you know, where where is actually the landing gear storing away in the wings? Yeah, <laughs> How does where, it fit in with the engines? Where the heck does engines? that go? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to be sat in, strapped in front of three massive engines <laughs> flying around like that? Probably not. There's a more extreme <laughs> example, isn't there, in Buck Rogers, the bad guy fighters in that. Oh, yes. Um, the Marauder, <laughs> I think it's called, the Draconian Marauder. There is nowhere. I know that the, the pilot is strapped to the engine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be. Yeah, it is oh, very dear. madness. But, yeah, it, it's a weird sort of mix of... Stuff. They were obviously trying to get it as realistic as they could, yet still fantastical. Mm. If that if that makes any any sense. Yeah, it might. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to agree with you. Things about like the turbo effect kind of get suddenly take you out of it. Some of the um, the composite doesn't really work, and they even at this stage they're starting to reuse footage. 
Oh, you noticed that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something else that takes you, you out of it as well is when you're seeing the ships, that's fine. And when you're back in the cockpit, that's fine. You're looking at the displays and that. But sometimes you'll see a shot where you see, you know, Apollo or Zach and you will see through the window behind them. And that doesn't look very good now at all yeah um any view where they're looking outside the window that's yeah yeah um hmm. what do you think yeah and there was also when i even you know even i I love this to bits i always had that question of like what's the point of them wearing them helmets in there (laughs) because it's not going to help them If, if anything happens, that, my, is, my, that is a my, very good yeah. point. They are strapped in well, so you yeah. know they're not going to bang their head on the canopy, are they? No, and and if they do lose the canopy, there's no visors on them. That's they're true. just they're just helmets with lights. They can't eject, can they? No. My my only theory was they they were the things that made them be able to hear sound in space. Oh, is that oh, they glorified headphones, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wraparounds. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well. We move forward a little bit and we see um, Adama there. He's going back to the Galactica and he's on the shuttle, the Galactica shuttle. I love that design. And and again, it just comes back to it's utilitarian. It's functional. It fits. You know, kind of you can imagine this. You know, it's not your typical sleek (laughs) sort of spaceship. Obviously, there's a ton of influence there from 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 Star Wars builds. But even that, the Galactica, the fact that there's there's a, there's landing bays, you see them having to land. They go through the comms chatter. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think again, like, like you said, it's it's this sort of I don't know the aesthetic of it here that yeah. just caught caught me when I was that old. Yeah, I, I, I like the shuttle design. I was going to say what you've just said there. It's very Star Warsy. Yeah. Um, you, you know the blockiness of it the flatness of the sides i could very easily see that on uh, echo base on yeah. hoth you know just sat down to one side you know um yeah and yeah yeah you say about the docking bays as well i think i think again they're trying for you know realism that, that they're almost like aircraft carriers aren't yeah. they the, the 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 docking bays either side of the galactica um th- 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 this sequence is the cylon attack so we're not really talking about the galactica but we might as well um what do you think of it now looking back on as a design the actual battle stars themselves oh i love it yeah. I, I think i think they're fantastic i mean obviously you, lots of people have lots of discrepancies about the size of the thing etc etc uh, and if we were to compare this to the reimagined one i actually prefer this version well, that it was just, going to be that yeah. right. That was a question I was going to ask uh, later on. Is you know, right. um, are you a fan more of the reboot, or do you still prefer the original? I I love. I mean, I, I love the reboot. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there that I really liked, but the actual Galactica design itself, I much prefer this one. Mm. It just yeah. feels big and meaty and weighty, and I'm guessing in a minute we'll get to a discussion about what goes on. Um, cause I didn't like what happened next. <laughs> right. right. I, I, I didn't think it should happen given what we've already seen. Right. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I, I, I much prefer this one. It always reminds me of a crocodile yeah. profile. When you see the, 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 the head of it, 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 it's, it's almost reptile like, isn't it? Yeah. And again, the front part, I do believe that it's, it's called the gator head. I know it is in the reimagined. 
because right. they kept they kept that sort of aesthetic to it. Um, but yeah, it, it it looks it's it's low profile, it's mean, it's hunkered down. It looks like something that could just sit there and sort of give you, give, you know, beat you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you didn't even want to approach it because it looked mean. Actually, what we were saying earlier, this could be a, a very easily be a bad guy's craft because it's that cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's unusually cool for a good guy's ship. Good, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, 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 the shuttle lands, Adama goes off. The, yeah. He learns that there's trouble and everything. They, they all get ready. Um, and we see something, you know, that, I've always loved in Battlestar Galactica and um, I've always thought about making one, but never got around to it. those gun turrets. Yes. Um, they're amazing design. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And again, great that they've given that thought to the uh, detail. Mm. Gone down um, that route, like you say, of a battleship stroke aircraft carrier. Yeah. 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 Um, did you ever have the, the Battlestar Galactica photo novel? Um, Ooh, I don't know. I had the sticker album. Right. <laughs> no, pretty... no, no, no. They, they, they came out. Um, this happened a lot, you know, in the 70s, you yeah. know, way before video. Um, it was a way of, you know, um, re-encountering a, um, a film or a TV show, you know, um, by um, these paperback size uh, photo novels. And it was it was stills from the um, from the episode or the film and, uh, you know, with captions. And I used to study all the ones of these gun turrets. I just over and over again, and also the Cylon uh, ships going into their base star as well. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought I'd mention that. Um, anyway, you, we see them getting ready for their. You know, they're going to go on a practice drill because they're not allowed to actually send out. You know, vipers. Yeah. And and I think this harks back to something you were saying earlier about the characters and and stuff. This jars with me. You're right. More so now. I didn't really think about this until later, mm. but it's just this, the plot is just quite contrived at this mm. point. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, we can't launch anything because you say so. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. but they do anyway because they're going to have like a training drill. Um, yeah. And again, this is where, you know, I'm taken out of it a bit. The, the full size Vipers. Um, I I don't think they're at all convincing. I don't think I did back in the 70s, uh, let alone now. And I don't know why, because they've obviously gone into a lot of effort of making them. Um, and, you know, the actors are interacting with them in exactly the same way that, you know, we keep comparing. It's inevitable we'll um, compare, keep comparing this to Star Wars. But in Star Wars, when you see Luke getting into his X-Wing, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's just the lighting of, of the set or the angle it, it, it's done because you're kind of like slightly above and looking at them. They don't seem convincing that that would be a real ship to me. Yeah, they, they, you kind of get a sense of the scale of them there. Mm. But they, they do seem quite short. I have to say, though, I think at the time, compare this to the full-size props of the Buck Rogers Starfighters, mm. these were more convincing. Because those ones sometimes just didn't look anything like the, uh, <laughs> the the props that you saw flying around. Well, Whereas, uh, was, these are similar, at least. Well, there wasn't an awful lot that was convincing in Buck Rogers, really, <laughs> was there? <laughs> least of all, Jill Gerard's acting. Um, oh, dearie me, that's uh, probably a discussion for another day. <laughs> sooner or later, that show's going to have to come along. But oh, um, yeah. 
I'm going to have to choose a Wilma Deering one. You know, it's the only way that I think I could get through it. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, battle ensues. Um, here they come. Um, and we get the dogfight. Again, varying quality. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes when you see the raiders, they're flying over the surface of the battle stars. They look good. But then you'll get just like a, a bad composite shot or something out yeah. of somebody's window. And so it keeps switching from, yeah, that's good. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's good. Oh, dear. You know? Yeah. And, and again, like you said before, you know, they probably didn't expect anyone to sit and watch it on HD. But a lot of this, the shots where the Cylon fighters are coming, swooping down, peeling off to one side, you can see the um, thing sticking out the back. Mm. hasn't been marked off quite as well as the, it probably should have been. But again, that was all based on the quality that they were broadcasting at, at the time. Yeah. And, and, and it and, comes out. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's been mentioned before on the show, when you watch the television back then, your television was considerably smaller yes. with considerably uh, less uh, picture quality from the transmissions. So yeah. you're not going to pick up on stuff like that, are you? Yeah. No. And, and to, to be fair, you know, I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really looking for stuff like that. I was right. just sitting there going, oh, my word. <laughs> Look at it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We've got older eyes now, you know, with yeah. bigger tellies and HD. And it, yeah, yeah, we're being a bit unfair, but okay. But um, I, w- I will say something for it, though. Again, getting back to the, the, uh, the, the prop, the Cylon fighters, I didn't. I'd never spotted this before until I rewatched it. They got headlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it never, never crossed my mind. I'd well, ne- it's dark I, in space. Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> have they got headlights? They got them on dip <laughs> as yeah, they're right. making an approach, <laughs> full beam when they're out at scanning stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Right. Okay. Right. We're going. We're moving on to the next uh, momentous bit of this sequence, and uh, unfortunately, it's another poor one in my view. I'm, and I'm guessing in your view as well. Is it the Atlantia? That's how you yeah. say it, isn't it? Battlestar Atlantia. Is it's going to blow up, and <laughs> there's the most awful flame effects superimposed over it, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I never really got how they managed to do that. How, the, how how a single fighter crashing into the landing bay managed. Yeah, it does sort of like, does like a kamikaze run, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> he, he did declare himself as Atlantia Death Squadron or something like that, um, making approach. <laughs> it's like, why, maybe are you annou- had, why are you announcing that? <laughs> maybe he had like the equivalent of a you know, thermonuclear bomb or something on board. and it, Maybe. It out. Yeah. But but the way the way the ship sort of, breaks up the interior effects don't match what's going on on the outside but i will give them kudos that it looked like they were whole breaches yeah you know and having that level of detail thought process when you're talking about that i don't think was around much (laughs) at the time right you know everyone's kind of suffering from you know blowing your, your cloak being blown around but yeah we, we haven't really talked about what's going on in in inside the battle stars but yeah that's yeah that's not the most convincing of uh, uh, uh destruction going on in there is there no and and that's all of a sudden <laughs> was it negative shield so we can watch things blow up uh, <laughs> you know the the even the explosion of it like you say it was very quick it wasn't even sort of Death Star spectacular, you know. It was, I don't know, a damp squib almost. It's supposed yeah, to be a highly dramatic moment because the uh, president's battle star gets blown up. 
but uh, I don't know. Like you say, it didn't didn't really do much for me. No, no. Anyway, um, we're getting near to the end of the sequence. We see yeah. the, the, the the Cylon base star. Oh yeah. Which I always think of uh, Close Encounters. I always yeah. think of the mothership of Close Encounters. I don't know if that's in any way, you know, an inspiration or what. But uh, again, it, it's nice to see a uh, a design of alien craft that's not human-like at all. Yeah, uh, it's almost a nod back to Flying Saucer design, mm. isn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, we both know Ralph McQuarrie came up with some original designs, mm. um, of which I do believe in the opening sequence of this, of this part where they're looking at the radar scanner, it flashes up different spaceships. And one of them is the original design for the, for the Cylon base star. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's, I don't know for me, it was always the, the, the background noise as well. And possibly some of the music kicks in at that point where you, again, you just get that sense that it's, it's big. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. big. It's dangerous. It just has to sit there. <laughs> look at you and dare you to come near it no that's a really good shot it's a really good shot of it as you say the music helps uh no end and you see the uh the raiders going in that's as i say that's one of the photos in the photo novel that i used to just study over and over again and we cut inside um and we see the cylons going in to see the leader there um And again, that's where I'm taken out of it because it's blooming Patrick McNee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he turns around and yeah. it's like the poshest bad boss ever. <laughs> that's John Steed. I mean, yeah. pa- Patrick McNee is John Steed. John Steed is Patrick McNee. No, John Steed, <laughs> he cannot be an alien leader. Yeah, but uh, I, I get is, is this the start of when, when uh, you had to have a British person as, as the bad guy? Well, again, we're parallels with Star Wars because you had you oh, know, yeah, old suppose, Peter Cushing yeah. in there. So could it be something as as blatant as that is, well, they had a, an English guy for their uh, main bad guy in Star Wars. We need an English guy uh, who's cheaper, you know, <laughs> and used to telly. Yeah. And, oh, Patrick Minnie, he lives over here now. And uh, so they roped him in, you yeah. know. Could Hard be, time getting it? his hat on top, though, I suppose. <laughs> See the imperial yeah. uh, uh, leader with a uh, uh, an umbrella as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, again, there was also something about the actual Cylons themselves, which um, I, I never really quite liked. The fact that they were very shiny, and and I know that was supposed to be um, I don't know the alien esque part of them, but then why weren't all their ships shiny? Yeah, that's true. And, and everything else, everything else was kind of like that aged universe look, which was obviously taken inspiration from star wars mm. and yet they were exceedingly shiny and you never saw anybody running around with polish yeah you never see anyone buffing them up no did they have a section of it where they all like stood in a queue to get buffed up before going into battle you know, you know. <laughs> well i never thought we'd be getting onto this when i started the podcast i've got Buff- mental images now i don't really want you know buffing cylons i'm a silent no, buffer don't google go. that anyone do not google <laughs> Cylons uh, in the buff. Oh, no, no, no. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, All right, but, so that's that, that. That's where the sequence. Uh, that's where we're going to end the sequence. Um, so we're going to behind the scenes. Um, you were saying about Ralph McQuarrie yeah. there. Um, yeah, he he was instrumental in I think getting a lot of it off the ground. In again, a similar way to Star Wars, he he produced a a set of design production paintings which yeah. were then uh, moved around. 
um, to garner, you know, interest and backing. Yeah. Um, now, I, I I don't know. Do you know? Did he actually design the Vipers? Well, I know. I mean, the original Viper design ended up being the Thunder Fighter for for Buck Rogers, didn't it? Mm. Um, and there is I did, there is some artwork knocking around that has very similar looking vibe. It's very I don't, I'm not sure whether it's Macquarie or someone else. It's kind of very sort of high fantasy sort of warrior women running towards Viper type ships. Oh, you're yeah, the, the Frank Fr- Fr- Frank Frenzetta. How do you say his name? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, the Frank Frenzetta covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Um, Amazonian yes female uh, si- uh viper pilots weren't they yeah yes. and, and it had a viper design that was that was very much like it but more stylized mm. um so i i don't know whether ralph Macquarie actually did the actual vi- end, the end viper design or not mm. um but uh you know you've got to give him credit for 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 like the galactica because that design didn't change much no not at all uh, nor, nor the Raiders as well. The Raiders yeah. were, were, were less detailed and I think a bit slimmer in profile. Yeah. Um, but because, of course, there was an awful lot of legal wrangling, wasn't there, as this went into production from mm. 20th Century Fox, uh, kind of objecting to a lot of the elements that were coming out about what this show was going to be about and and what it was going to look like. Um, I mean... Some of it, yeah, I suppose is justified. I think some of it is sour grapes because, of course, uh, John Dykstra and uh, and a lot of model makers, they jumped ship from Industrial Light and Magic to work on the show, didn't they? Oh, right. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, um, a lot of the effects that we've been, um, you know, um, criticizing it's not really anything to do with the model work. The model work's fantastic. If you yeah. see, if you see a still of the original props, they look fantastic. It's just the way that they were photographed um, yeah. and and composited or whatever. The actual model work is up there with uh, the Star Wars models, and it's because an awful lot of people <laughs> who uh, um, you know uh, did it worked on Star Wars as well. Absolutely. And it's the reason why you can't buy tank kits from that era, isn't it? <laughs> they bought them all up, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't remember the figure, but they, they, they bought up so many Tamiya tank kits for the Galactica, didn't they? Yeah, and there's, there's tank treads all over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Facebook page, I'll, I'll, I'll put up links and photos to just explain what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, the Galactica itself is, is just... just covered and covered with tamiya stuff you know it should have had a sponsored by tamiya <laughs> little banner somewhere in the hangar bay or something yeah, you know something like that yeah well, the, Did, should have been should have been the chief engineer <laughs> chief engineer you, tamiya there you go that's what it should have been do you know about the cylon tankers and its infamous use of kit parts oh go on tell me yeah the cylon tankers again i'll, I'll put this up on facebook um when they're flying over it there's it's a tanker. I don't know why there's a section that's open. It's almost like there's a loading bay or something that's open and there's a recessed area on this uh, Cylon tanker. And um, yeah, clearly inside it, there are Saturn V parts. <laughs> They've got the, uh, you know, the engine bells of the Saturn V, yeah. uh, the, the the biggest stage. Uh, they always came in two halves, didn't they, the engine yeah. bells? Um, They've lined them up in uh, against a wall. You've got three or four of them just pressed up against the wall as if they're like uh, storage tankers or something like that. 
And then there are some of the actual uh, cylinders of the uh, Saturn V uh, built in there as well. Uh, as I say, I'll, I'll put the photos up and, and, and then a comparison to the actual Saturn V so folk can see uh, what I'm going on about. Yeah, I mean, when, when you said about watch, watching this, and I, 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 yeah, I've just found the um, the shot absolutely. It's, oh, you've got it, have you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so <laughs> obvious when you look at it. But I was always under the impression, from my memory, that the Cylons were hidden inside the tankers, and I don't know whether that came from the novelization or, oh, or yeah. not. That they were they were sort of like supposed to be peaceful tankers as part of the peace envoy, and then the sides opened up and the Cylon fighters came came pouring out of them. That is ringing a very faint bell with me now. You say that because I I had the the novel and I think I read it and reread it. Um, yeah, I, I think you might be right. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, obviously you wouldn't fit a thousand <laughs> fighters in there. That's but, a big uh, tanker. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, because because also when you when you start thinking about it, they say about a Cylon tanker, yet it's got all these sort of big wide open spaces in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the side is open. Maybe it wasn't originally called a, a, a tanker. Maybe it was a, a, a Cylon supply ship or freighter or something like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. All right, well, that's that bit done, so we've got to go on to the rating. Um, do you remember from last time uh, the rating? It goes uh, 10 is uh, the highest you can give, 1 is the lowest that you yeah. can give. What do you give it, Mark? Uh, I'm going to give that sequence. Uh, do you want the rating first and then the thought behind it later? Well, whichever way you want. Okay, well, if it was just about the model work, it, it would be like a 10 because mm -hmm. it's just fair, just fantastic model work. But like you said, there's a lot of that sequence that gets let down now by some of the uh, the work that's in there, repeating stuff, little flaws there and again. I'm probably going to give it, I'd give it a 7.5 okay. in total because I still love it. I mean, I still love this film and I've watched it three times now since you've mentioned it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> okay uh right i i like yourself i like the design of all all of what's going on and there are some really good moments in it but there's an awful lot of bad moments in it as well and i've got to factor those in and balancing it up i i'm only going to give it a five Ooh, i know i know uh which gives us a, gives us an average of 6.25 fair enough okay that works for me now, I can't remember off the top of my head, TV-wise, what everything has got so far. So I I think that's pretty high for TV, I think, at the moment. That doesn't sound too bad, yeah. I mean, well, it's like, above average, isn't it? I mean, f yeah. f f five is average, so it is above average. I, I think, like you say, the saving grace on it is, is the model work mm. and, the, and the whole aesthetic and the look and feel and some of the sound effects that, that, that match it, and yet mm. there there is a relatively large amount of stuff that lets it down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Okay, we'll leave it at 6.25 then. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Mark. Absolutely. No problem. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks to anybody who's listening out there. Go across to Facebook and you'll see uh, just what me and Mark have been waffling about. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. And Cheers. see you soon. Bye-bye.